I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So as a reminder, we are going to be taking off this Friday as it is Good Friday. So just wanted to give you guys another heads up about that. So today's episode certainly has a theme, a theme of a very tough day if you're Putin and a tough day if you're Donald Trump. Let's get into it. So first and foremost, the vast majority of this episode is going to be designated to discussing what happened with Donald Trump. And then we have a story about Finland joining NATO and the implications of that for Vladimir Putin that we will discuss at the end. So again, vast majority is going to be about Trump. This is history in the making, you guys. A former president was booked today. So before we jump into all the nitty gritty details, I wanted to let you guys know that all of these times are in central standard time because I basically made a play by play for you guys of what went down yesterday and we're going to be going over a lot more color and detail in the next few days and I have specific things we're going to be talking about in the next few days I'll let you guys know about but wanted to make sure you guys knew we are located in Oklahoma City in case you didn't know that and so all these times are going to be in Central Standard Time. Let's get into it. So first and foremost, the first thing that really caught my attention that happened to do with the Trump situation. Oh, geez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Yesterday was Stormy Daniels is speaking out with a full spread in Vogue. So she was photographed by Annie Leibovitz, the queen, in her home in Florida. So it was an interesting photograph you know she was in basically a ball gown um hair blown out the whole enchilada and she's telling her side of the story because she was saying that she realized she was going to get railroaded in this whole turn of events that is really her story um at the end of the day she her voice was going to get lost in all of this mess so it's really cool that she is telling her truth in her own voice in vogue so you guys can read that But then over in Manhattan, people filled the streets outside both Trump Tower in Midtown as well as the DA's office in lower Manhattan. 
there were both Trump supporters and Trump critics in attendance protesting in obviously very different ways for very different reasons. Then about 12.10 p.m., Trump's motorcade left Trump Tower to head to the courthouse. Trump posted to his platform, Truth Social, two minutes before he walked into the courtroom saying, quote, surreal in all caps. Wow, in all caps. They are going to arrest me in all caps. I cannot believe this is happening in America, end quote. Trump then entered the DA's office about 12.25 p.m. The judge in this case is named Juan Merkin, and he is no stranger to Trump. He's actually overseen a previous Trump case. There were no cameras or laptops allowed into the courtroom, and nothing will be broadcasted from the courtroom. Trump waved to the crowd and gave a little fist pump in the air headed into the proceedings. But other than that, he looked pretty grim and serious. And really, you know, I think he only flashed a small smile at one point. He was very serious in tone. As we predicted, Trump was charged with 34 different felonies. He went on to plead not guilty, as was also expected. The indictment was unsealed, meaning that we received access to what exactly those 34 different felonies are. And essentially what they are is falsifying business documents in the first degree. 34 false statements were made to cover up crimes is what they're alleging. And I will walk through more specifics tomorrow, most likely with a legal expert Um, I'm still working on that. But basically, as I understand it, the charge of falsifying business documents in and of itself is a misdemeanor. But if it's used to cover up a crime, that raises it to the level of a felony. And at the misdemeanor level, it would have only been about a one-year jail sentence that he'd be looking at, whereas the felony version is about four years. So quite a difference there. Um, But again, we will walk through the specifics of what these different legal implications are tomorrow. The charges actually involve two other Trump scandals, though. So this was very fascinating. Again, I had said yesterday, I believe, 34. 34 different charges, you know, that's a lot. So I was wondering if it would have to do with more than just the Stormy Daniels situation. And that definitely seems to be the case. So it seems like there is a repeated pattern of behavior that Alvin Bragg, the DA, is really looking at. So it's not just Stormy Daniels who was paid hush money, but he also allegedly, President Trump also allegedly paid off another woman named Karen McDougal, as well as a doorman. A doorman was also paid off because apparently he had information about an illegitimate child that Donald Trump has fathered, and he was going to come out with his story, and they paid this doorman off as well. Trump left the courtroom a little before 2.30 p.m., He kept quiet throughout the proceedings and while leaving the proceedings. He did not have to post bail. 
And the reasoning behind that is because this was a nonviolent offense. And in New York, that is the way the law is set up. Alvin Bragg held a press conference then around 3.30 p.m. Meanwhile, Trump took off to head back to Florida. Like literally on the news, there was like a side by side of like Alvin Bragg giving this press conference and like the Trump plane like taking off into the air. So crazy. You know, both of these were like huge moments. So it was kind of crazy. They were going on at the same time. Trump is set to give a speech at Mar-a-Lago. That has not happened yet at the time I'm recording this. So we will be going over his Mar-a-Lago speech in tomorrow's episode as well. Um, I'm very interested to hear what he says in this speech because obviously having legal proceedings going on, you have to be careful of what you say. And I'm sure a lot of the pundits were guessing that it will be very scripted which is not Trump's style most of the time. So it'll be interesting to see if it seems like he sticks to whatever was scripted out or if he goes off script as he is so want to do. This man, he hates sticking to a, a script. So it'll just be so fascinating to see whether he does or not. Anywho, I wanted to go over some other things of note to do with these legal proceedings that happened today. So first and foremost, David Pecker is someone who is now becoming a key player. So I wanted to make sure you guys know who he is. He was the CEO of American Media Company, which owns the National Enquirer. And they allegedly played a role called catch and kill in this whole scenario where they would pay someone for their story and as if they were going to publish it and then never publish that story. So they'd catch the story and then they'd kill it. That's where the term catch and kill comes in. He previously did not want to work with prosecutors, he being David Pecker, but it appears he may have had a change of heart because a lot hinges on his testimony and what evidence he may or may not provide as he is not a as you know tainted a witness as Michael Cohen so basically Michael Cohen is tainted because he's already been charged with crimes related to this crime so you know it could look like he's trying to place blame on someone else as well as the fact that he has been caught lying in the past in courtrooms so Michael Cohen is a tainted witness he's really not the best witness the state could have Whereas David Pecker doesn't have that same past history of lying to officials and things of that nature. So he would be a more credible witness. And he was likely in the same rooms and conversations experiencing the same crimes firsthand if they did, in fact, go down. So, you know, he could actually kind of back up what Michael Cohen was saying if he were to testify about the same event. So he becomes a really important player in all of this. And then next, there are federal charges being brought by a non-federal prosecutor. So this can cause some problems legally. And a lot of the pundits were saying there may be a lot of debate about the charges themselves and whether they're legitimate or not before the trial could even begin. 
And next, Alvin Bragg has actually been receiving death threats. So this is the DA involved in this case who's actually bringing the charges. He's been receiving death threats and he's been receiving white powder in the mail, which of course takes us back to the anthrax scare. He has asked the judge for certain protections due to these threats and the sensitive nature of this case. And one last thing of note before we change subjects, Biden is actually refusing to speak on the subject of these proceedings. I think at the end of the day, the Biden administration knows that they will just not be the focus this week. And they're not trying to compete with this three-ringed circus. They're going to let it be what it is and just carry on with their agenda. So that's where things stand with President Biden as well. And yeah, that is wrapping up for Trump today. What a historical moment. I mean, this thing could last a very long time and could stretch into the heat of the presidential election. So it's going to be crazy to watch him try and juggle both things. But we will definitely keep you guys posted on his speech at Mar-a-Lago that is happening this evening, as well as, you know, the specifics of the charges. So stay tuned for all that. And lastly, before we go for the day, I wanted to let you guys know that Finland is officially part of NATO. So the NATO flag is now flying over Finland, y'all. Finland brings a lot to the table when it comes to the NATO alliance. But maybe its most consequential component is, of course, the 800-some miles of border that it shares with Russia. Putin has taken it upon himself to try to block the expansion of NATO at all costs. And now Finland's strong military is aligned with the NATO allies as NATO expands right onto Putin's doorstep. This could honestly be seen as a loss for Putin and a turning point in the Ukraine war. The Secretary General of NATO has also publicly stated during the ceremonies for Finland that he would continue to press on Turkey and Hungary to approve Sweden into the alliance as well. He says that the NATO allies are committed to protecting Finland and all the other NATO allies. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, The road to success is always under construction. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh. oh.